Hey there, I'm Sarah Thwaites, and this is Our Mind Made, a space where we discuss the curiosities of life, seek to ask more beautiful questions, and share thoughts and stories which bind us together. This first season is based around books and key learnings that the Our Mind Club members have experienced through their time reading each book. Before we tuck into the book of today, The Creative Act by Rick Rubin, I first have a very special guest who I was lucky enough to ask a couple of questions about creativity. Big warm welcome to our special guest, Kimmy Hogan. Kimmy is a professional graphic designer turned digital illustrator who makes incredible artworks to wow our walls. Kimmy blends her love of flowers, design and art with her talents in digital illustration to communicate her unique loveliness and wobbly lines which give her artwork soul. Kimmy is also a mama of three gorgeous fellows and lives in Chile, Geelong with the heating year-round on balmy Townsville temperatures. Kimmy is a professional creative. This month's book is all about creativity. So I couldn't think of a more perfect person to begin this conversation and creative gathering with. Kimmy, you beautiful thing. Welcome. Hi. That was such a cute welcome. Oh my gosh. Especially the Townsville temp. That's definitely me, given that I'm from North Queensland, but um, we do love it down here. The first question, what does it mean to you to be creative? Look, creative could mean a lot of different things to different people, but to me, being creative is coming up with an original thought an original idea, then expressing that in the way that is comfortable with you. For me, it's my artwork. So it's having a vision and it's not something that I'm seeing elsewhere and reinterpreting. It's a genuine original thought that I am creating and putting out with my hands in a drawing. And that is how I, as an artist, express myself. But, you know, creativity could be writing or it could be music. It could be so many different things. The book of the month is all about creativity. Do you have a creative way or shall I say process yourself? A creative way or process, I'd say, I feel like it has to come really naturally. It can't be forced. I know that, look, people can say to carve out a time to be creative, but for me that doesn't really work. It has to just be something that comes to me and then I can act on that usually the sooner the better to get that idea out or or follow that through. And if things get blocked creatively for you, do you have any go-tos that help you get back into your creative groove? I would say stop trying so hard. That's the thing with creativity and definitely the big thing I've learned this year is not to try so hard. Creativity shouldn't be work. It shouldn't be strategic. It should just be natural. It should be what you want to do and feel like doing at the time that you feel like doing it. So if you're not ticking at least a few of those boxes, I think it's not going to come to you. So I think give it space and like a, an animal in a forest trying to tame it almost, you're not going to run at it. You have to greet it with some food and hope that it comes to you maybe. As a professional creative, how do you manage that sort of not, you know, letting it come to you? Because it suddenly becomes different when there's zero pressure and you pick up the paintbrush and it doesn't really matter, but you are a professional creative. Yeah, that's a fair question. And that is hard when you feel like you need to perform. I would say, you know, over the years I've learned particular methods or styles of, you know, 
like how I come up with a, a drawing or whatnot. And sometimes you do have to just fulfill a brief if that's what you're doing. If a client is looking to collaborate and they want this particular flower or this particular palette, you can just kind of switch into that mode of I'm going to fill this brief. And look, ultimately, as long as you're happy with the output, that's really all that matters. Even if it's something that you perhaps wouldn't have come up with yourself or were going to do yourself in the first place. So long as it's something that's true to you and that you're happy with, I think that it just works. Seems we hear a lot these days, we don't have time or often we feel we're too busy to be creative or express ourselves in a creative way. So what is the value that leaning into your creative self has had in your life? I would say this kind of goes back to that forcing it or leaning into it kind of concept with creativity. And again, if you're if you're putting yourself under pressure, like right on a Monday between 9 and 12, I'm going to come up with this or that many different artworks or concepts. That's, I find, not that achievable when you're putting that pressure on. It should come a bit more naturally. So you do need to have that time when perhaps you have that idea and you go, wow, that's something I really want to explore. And then setting yourself a time, like a few days or even a week or even two weeks, however long it takes you over the course of a year to say, I know that I'm going to have you know, that period of time to really swim in that idea or those ideas and not be rushing, like not having a a nine to 12 time slot, if that makes sense. It does. And I guess as a professional creative, you do probably get more time to be creative than a lot of people that say work in fields that don't have sort of those naturally creative things to lean into, what's the value of expressing yourself creativity? Like, How does that make you who you are? Or is that sort of just a weird question to ask somebody who's naturally (laughs) creative? I Honestly, I just feel lucky that the thing that I actually really love to do, which is drawing and I love interiors, I love art, I just feel lucky that I get to do that, but it's, I guess, also my work. So... Yeah, I guess it's a difficult question depending on what what profession you're in. I guess I'm lucky that expressing myself creatively, thankfully, is a full-time job as well. So, What do you think your life would look like or who you would be if you weren't getting to draw, be creative in that way? I love people and I love teaching and being part of a community. So I feel like if I wasn't, say, a drawer, an artist, I feel like I'd be in a world somewhere where I'd be doing something with with people, teaching or something like that. I feel like you'd probably always find a way to, <laughs> that's what you did, <laughs> you found a way to, to, to be able to be creative. Yeah. What's your favourite cocktail? I do like a Thai basil smash. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kimmy Hogan. An enormous thank you for your time and contribution to this conversation today. I'm really looking forward to unpacking this book with your input on board as well in terms of simplifying down that the way of being creative in not trying, you were saying not trying too hard and, and carving out time but not being so rigid with that. Definitely a massive add to the conversation that we're about to have. I love the magic you make and the grace in which you go about it. So thank you again. Thank you. I'm so grateful for having the opportunity to chat to Kimmy before introducing this next book. 
the key takeaways from Kimmy? Don't try too hard. Gently feed your creativity. It shouldn't be too tightly scheduled or strategic. So for us not professional artists, think fun, low pressure, and ensuring the creative project is given time and space to come to fruition. And how good was Kimmy's own definition of creativity? An original thought or idea made into something which is different for different people. For Kimmy, it's drawing her gorgeous wobbly lines. For others, it's writing, music, painting, dancing, singing, and much more. So perhaps the definition of creativity is the original use of ideas or imagination to create something. Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being, can't be so easily described. I guess if I had to, I'd say it's a collection of suggestions on how to be creative from someone who has built their career around creativity. One of our members said, it's kind of like my Bible for creativity. Perhaps that's the best way to describe it, a Bible for creativity. The book is equal parts intuition and lived experience. And although it was easy to read at times, it was so poignant, it had to be put down and pondered on as well. Interestingly, this book has gained the least amount of responses from the book club. What about parents has led us to often let even the idea of creativity to be deprioritized, like it's an added bonus in life, if we get time. One club member who was listening to the book on Audible said, I can't get into this. Was this because the audiobook didn't allow time to marinate on thoughts? I honestly couldn't imagine being led through this one verbally, given how many times I would pause, ponder, and sometimes reread parts to consider a point more deeply. Several other members bought the book but couldn't get around to it. One saying, it's so big, I don't have time yet. And if you didn't open the book, I could see how you would come to this conclusion. Despite it being really beautiful, it is big, imposing and heavy. But once you open it and see that there's a lot of gaps for long contemplative page turning, it feels less a lot. Perhaps too, that's why so many of our mum members found it hard to get into. We're a pretty tired bunch, often sleep deprived with much in our plates. Was the long pondering too mind heavy? Then again, the book is broken up into areas of thought, 72 of them to be precise, with contemplation such as breaking the sameness, temporary rules and greatness. Each topic of thought is two to four pages or so long. And honestly, I felt it was the perfect amount of writing to ponder on. It's so obvious that Rick could expand on any one of his thoughts, but you also get the impression he values being direct and precise, even as he urges us to open to possibility and expand on perspectives throughout. Personally, I started reading this book at a time I just decided to trash a whole online course that was technically finished and started over. This book helped me crack open how to approach what felt like a word and mind car wreck. It helped me understand that the time I'm putting into it is worth the effort. My job is to do the creating, to have the original thought and then put it out there. 
I have several other courses. I've sort of started writing, but I'm holding the reins on this first one, honoring this new creative process, playing, experimenting, and getting it over the line, hopefully at some stage soon. And I can't wait to see what comes from it. I know I'll continue to keep referencing this book as speed bumps and challenges come along. For Trina, this book really resonated for her as well. She noted how some of the quotes hit on a personal note for her in her life and also drew links to another book we've discussed, Stolen Focus. The idea of sometimes disengaging being the best way to engage reminded her of the inspirational power of letting her thoughts be free to roam, leading to a creativity boom. I'm with Trina. This book isn't just for a creative venture. In some ways, it's just as much a roadmap on how to live life. Though I wonder if a lot of life can be considered creative ventures. Our original thoughts made into pieces of our being or artworks of a lifetime. Other members resonated with this too. Phoebe told me how she created space for life to unfold in her adventures abroad, her own creative process, getting on buses and trains and listening to her intuition, releasing the grip on how her experiences were being crafted, all as a result of following this way of being. Trina loved Rick's quote, we're all interconnected and our creative acts add to the fabric of our culture. And speaking of the cultural connection with creativity, is it the time in this conversation we ought to talk about the emergence of AI? This wasn't really mentioned at all in Rick's book and I'm beginning to wonder why. In recent years, AI has developed the capacity to make original creative acts to make artworks, songs, to write poetry. I mean, I've read an AI poem that brought me to tears recently. And I don't know how I feel about it. Should the being making the creative works be human? Are creative pieces less than if formed by AI? I mean, honestly, that poem I read about time being fleeting, floating balloons, the dualities of life and death, new and old, It was beautiful and it made me feel deeply, but something in me still wonders. Should the creative have a beating heart with real life experience? Isn't that what it's all about? Sharing human experience? Creative works within the arts communicate our shared humanity, don't they? Should that be protected? I have no answers to these ponderings. I don't see a world where AI will write my meditation scripts or what I decide to say or how I let my creativity come to fruition. For me, that's a part of my story and journey. And maybe that's why Rick steered clear of AI. The creative act will sit on my coffee table, counter, by my bedside, roaming around the house for a very long time as a constant, heavy, beautiful, thoughtful reminder on how to hold space for creativity. And now it's time for our meditation. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce a meditation I created to help change feelings towards thoughts in meditation. Mostly we think we need to stop our thoughts, but that's not really possible. 
even Zen monks, admit to thinking in meditation. So this one is about welcoming our original thoughts in a fun and a creative way. It is a visualization meditation. So if you are driving or doing something that requires your attention to keep you safe, I suggest you come back to this one at another time. If you can find yourself maybe in a a seated position for this one, if possible, otherwise standing's fine. And just for the next two or three minutes, if we can give all our mind space to this creative meditation. So we might as well just start with three present breaths. We'll find our next inhale. And then when our exhale comes, we'll follow it to the end. Inhaling. And follow the exhale. We inhale and exhale. Eyes may begin to close or turn down. And can we imagine in our mind's eye a darkish room? And then a big light. And the light is shining on a giant canvas. A bright white canvas. And we can imagine that we are sitting or standing looking at the white canvas. And at some stage in the not too distant future, a thought will come to you. And with any medium in your mind's eye, start to paint it, draw it, splatter it. See the words of the thought, see the image come up onto your canvas. So it might be make the kids lunch and you'll see a sandwich there or a scribble of a sandwich or it may be some other thing, a conversation you had, a face that comes up there. Just whatever your next original thought is. Paint it, splatter it. Light, draw it in a line. Pop it on that canvas. And when that thought drifts away, the canvas becomes white again.
And I'm just going to give you a bit of a moment here to play. We're not hurrying away any of those thoughts. Sometimes thoughts will layer and that's just the canvas of the moment. You can use any medium. As a thought arises, it goes on the canvas. As the thought naturally dissipates, that part of the canvas clears to blank space again. Perhaps there's a reoccurring artwork or thought. That's one to be even more interested in, I think. Releasing the grip of these thoughts just letting them flow as they come clear as if the canvas is being painted blank again. We might want to take a step back where we're at with the canvas of our mind, these original thoughts. Just have a, a look at what you're looking at and know that whatever's come up, maybe the canvas has gone blank again, maybe it is covered in beautiful thought artworks. That is just fine this is the creative act or job of the mind. I invite you to bring your attention back to breath. And we'll close this little mini meditation with a deep, long inhale and a sigh. I find it really hard to sigh without smiling. <laughs> and so just because I feel like smiling, <laughs> we'll take a deep belly breath in again. And a long sigh as we exhale. A tiny little moment of thanks to yourself for having a play here. Eyes begin to open. The practice is fulfilled. We have arrived. So if you feel like you'd like to read Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being, I'd highly recommend it. As I said, it'll be one that will hang around with me 
for a long while. The book is on Audible, but as I mentioned, I feel like the hardcover is the way to go. And that can be found online. I'll, I'll pop a link into the show notes. And I just wanted to say a bit of a thank you for your time over the last few minutes. And again, a big thank you from all of us, I'm sure, for, for Kimmy's insights to creativity and, and her creative way. So a quick side note from today. If you think you would like to be a part of the Our Mind Book Club, I need new members. I love Juicy Brains. Please just um, send me an email with the subject line Our Mind Book Club and this will lead you to getting the intel on the book of the month so you can read it prior. You'll also be a part of the Juicy Brain Trust of Thoughts and Key Takeaways of the Books which a lot of the members have been saying, this is awesome, thank you for this. Uh, the next book in particular, a couple of the members have been like, you know, this is a really interesting thing that I wouldn't have done if you hadn't have suggested it. So I am pretty thoughtful and mindful about the suggestions and, and also draw from the, the club members about what what they're wanting to read and learn and say readers are leaders so come and be a leader with us if you've enjoyed the last few minutes or found it interesting or useful please subscribe share with all of your friends (laughs) and online if you feel so inclined and until next time take care and may you make your mind intentionally a quick note on the outro That is the sound of my sweet Frida. So thank you to her for her little burst of sunshine. And I'll see you next time. Our mind in sunshine today. Our mind in sunshine. You'll be together.